0: The following program is an exclusive Disruption Network's production.
1: Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Tabor Road in Rome, or visit us online at nivwofrome.com.
0: The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate, joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish, and even after the house is closed. We will always be valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua.
2: The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolakwin Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolakwin Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today.
0: Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program.
3: EC Radio,
2: Disruption Networks, EC Radio, Disruption Networks.
4: Oh, man. I screwed it up, chicken. <laughs> I screwed it up. How well, about that? It's like it's like being at the D-line. I, I'm back, baby. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? EC Radio, how you doing? Greetings and salutations. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore around here, but uh, <laughs> just pressing buttons that seem to work but not work when I want them to work, and I'm not magnetized is what I come to figure it out. <laughs> I think that's that's the problem is... I'm not magnetized. It's Z. How you doing? Beautiful day here in upstate New York. It's gorgeous outside. It's back to being summer again. Yeah, yesterday was winter, and now today is, it's it's beautiful today, and, you know, big love, and, and I'm throwing out a lot of thoughts and prayers to everybody out in the Carolinas right now. I got some bunch of friends down in North Carolina and stuff, so I'm hoping they're buckering down. Grabbing a whole bunch of vodka and, and, and alcohol and just having hurricane a hurricane parties. party. Yep. That's that's what you do when you have a hurricane is you have a hurricane party. You drink so hurricanes
3: at a hurricane party?
4: You do it all. A lot of SoCo, right? A lot of Southern comfort. SoCo is for I was thinking rum. Well, that's what's in a hurricane, SoCo. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking rum as well. They do make rum ones, too. You could substitute. There's lots of substitutions for many different drinks. But uh, big love and respect out to all those in the Carolinas and down there battling ant flow. Hopefully it's like uh, the past ones in Florida, the
3: really bad ones. Remember, it was like uh, Category 4 or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they kind of just veered off. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm hoping it does the same thing, just veers off back into the ocean. How and the then there's people. That you've
4: been in, been in a few hurricanes, haven't you?
3: Not hurricanes, tornadoes. Tornadoes? Yeah. Um, you're my, a
4: tornado in yourself. Yeah, right? Chicken. Back you're when You're I, a mental tornado.
3: Back when I lived in Florida, we first moved down. Uh, we just got into our condos. I had no cell phone or anything like that. We didn't have a line into the to the house or anything yet. And uh, I wake up in the morning and I hear that there was fifteen tornadoes that touched down right around Kissimmee and then hit uh, Cape Canaveral, which where we worked and we lived in. So it was like a mile away when hit the boat that we worked on and ripped the top off. Oh, yeah. So uh, you wake up in the morning and it was like. So many people were dead and all this shit. I'm like, wow. Like, we slept through the whole thing. That's heavy duty, man. You yep. slept through it? We slept through it.
4: Because well, you were wasted, right? Well. Did you get drunk? Probably. Like when you have a natural disaster like that and you're going to stay in, you got to get drunk. Well, get the thing
3: is, we were disconnected from everything. We had no TV because uh. we just moved down there. Like, I literally lived in a van down by the river for like <laughs> like a year or a couple months. You're Matt Foley? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> With Lenny and Lance. Okay, so uh, you're Matt Foley at 41. There's like 600 pounds of us <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so like we had no idea. So, we wake up in the morning, my clock radio as it goes off in the morning it was, like, you know, 15 tornadoes touchdown around Kissimmee, you know, Cape Canaveral, and 14 dead, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We just slept right through it. and no idea. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't because we
4: didn't get scared. You had no idea what was happening. Man, scary you know? situation. So, Love and respect out to all those in the Carolinas. That's for sure. <laughs> so if they buckle it down. Uh, before we get into our podcast real quick, some love and respect out to EJ Moving Company. We also have Nye Volkswagen of Rome and our boy Nick Pasolacqua as well. And uh, we'll be talking about them in just a little bit. Got to give some love and respect out to the sponsors. Joining us today via the Skype line, an old friend of mine, since I am on a music kick as of late, Chicken, I feel like my life is. Past 40 years, you mean? 43 <laughs> to be exact. It's <laughs> so around a little music kick. And who better to talk about the music industry and music itself and up and Bob coming Seeger. bands? Bob <laughs> You do look like Bob Seger. <laughs> the David Bowers joining us, Our, my old pal and chum. We've done some radio stuff for many years. And uh, it's good to have you. It's good to see you on the show, my friend. How are you?
5: Great to be here. I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, keeping warm. We we have all summer. We don't get a lot of winter. We get six months of summer and six months of cool summer.
4: Don't rub it in, pal. <laughs> hey, you know,
5: I, I did think of one thing when you were going through your introductions. Actually, I thought of a couple of things. Okay. One, I, I don't know, I may know uh, Nick, the attorney, uh, indirectly, because I, I, I think i was with a uh, relative of his years ago in the drum corps in Rome. But uh, that's that's a whole other story (laughs) because, uh, as you know, I'm a New York boy. I mean, I'm from the area. I grew up in a – well, I didn't exactly grow up, but I aged a little in uh, a place called Holland Patent, and – uh, due to my mother and father deciding that neither one wanted me. They split, and uh, I wound up living in Rome with my dad and graduated from Rome. But uh, anyway, that's a short bio that you didn't need to hear. The other thing I was thinking of, though, is uh, uh, check in there when you guys were discussing your uh, your hurricane uh, parties and Rome versus SoCo. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but I believe, I, I think the confusion arises from the fact that if you're on the high seas in a hurricane, it's wrong.
4: It's from, on right. land, it's so <laughs> Right on. <That's... laughs> I love it. He does look like Bob Seger, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> but your roots do run deep here in central New York, that's for sure, man. You used to work with, what's it, WTLB, right? You were an old jo- I, you were my a My
5: jockey... first full-time job yep. was at WTLB. Uh, with the uh, this was back oh god 1963 64 uh, Don DeRosa, Rosa Ken Cornell uh, uh, Joe Tierno uh, yeah we had so we had some really good times together and then I went traveled around had my radio career and wound up back in Upstate New York there for a little while we got to work together you and I. At the uh, the Utica Music and Arts Festival back, I think it was, what, 2010?
4: Is that when it was? I was thinking, because all the years are blending as one, and 2010 yeah. is in the middle of my blackout years, so I don't really remember too much in 2010. But I, Trust we, me, it
5: doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm sure. That's what I got to look forward to. But I remember doing some stuff. We, we, we were set up at the Hotel Utica. Right.
5: You we, guys did a wonderful job setting me up. I was uh, I was co-hosting with on another online show, Strictly It Was All Audio, and uh, we, uh, you guys did a magnificent job getting us set up. You got us a room. You got us the phone lines, the desk, the help. Uh, I mean, it was uh, it was beautiful. Couldn't have asked for uh, I couldn't have asked for better help. You guys were really great. We had a great time. Got to talk with a lot of great acts. And uh, there's been a few that we've kept in touch with that are still in existence. Uh, I remember you were doing your thing back then. Are you still doing your uh, your music in your spare time?
4: I wish I could. No, I need to. I need to find some time and uh, pick up that bass again and start jamming out again yeah, for sure. You really should. You need Thanks, to, buddy.
5: You need to. Uh, you need to keep it as a part of your life. If it's if it's not mainstream or necessary, at least for relaxation and to get the get away from the real world. I've been too busy yeah. taking
4: care of other musicians that I haven't <laughs> focused on
3: me i was know? gonna say you get that three hours of sleep that you're doing nothing i mean <laughs>
5: there you go it's a waste of time yeah man you, you sleep a long time when you're gone you know
4: <laughs> right so david has a cool thing called the david bowers awards that you can listen to every sunday on a blog talk radio he's also syndicated in rochester and how many different stations you syndicated in
5: we have one broadcast station, our anchor station WRFZ FM 106.3 which is Rochester Free Radio. They're online at Rochester Free Radio. Still in upstate
4: New York, bro. You're still yeah. here, huh? Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> and we've been in touch with a couple others. We uh, we are available to anyone that uh, wants to carry our show. Uh, they can uh, I can do it on the bash it plug here. Just drop me a line, David at thedavidbowers.com. We'll work out arrangements. We can get the show on there. And then our our internet coverage is where we really we really cover the world. I mean we're we're on Blog Talk Radio, which is our, our home base, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the David Bowers. I keep it simple so I can remember it. <laughs> and then beyond that we're on iHeartRadio uh, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, all all the different clouds and, uh, <laughs> and the online sources. If you can't find us, you're not trying.
4: Are you on cloud nine by any chance? Once in a while, Once not in a right while. at the
5: moment. Right now, I think I'm about eight and a half, but we're getting close. <laughs>
4: Nice. And, and what you do is you debut new music from new artists and up-and-coming independent artists. And anybody you, you're really high on right now as far as artists goes that you've interviewed recently oh, wow. or uh, that you, you're really liking right now?
5: Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I've been very fortunate in that we've been able to get a lot of good artists. I can honestly say we have not had a bad interview. There were, oh, let's see, we've been doing going five years on my own show uh, I, we've had one or two that were a bit of a struggle, but you have to keep in mind we're dealing with new artists for the most part. We do have major names on from time to time. As a matter of fact, uh, right now we're running this week's show was with Joe Bonsal of the Oak Ridge Boys, who spent an hour with us talking about their uh, their landmark album they've got out, Seventeenth 17th, 17th Avenue Revival and uh, telling us, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, Joe and I have been uh, been in contact and friends for almost as long as you and I. Uh, nice. And uh, he spent an hour with us. We played some tracks from the album and everything. But uh, for the most part, we concentrate on new, emerging, upcoming indie artists of all genres. I mean, we haven't, let's see, we haven't done opera. And... Uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much the only one we haven't at least come close to we've done pop rock metal jazz uh you name it we've had it on there hip-hop and I, you know i'm not a hip-hop guy but we've been fortunate enough to have a couple of hip-hop artists and uh got some got a couple coming up uh not hip-hop but a couple artists coming up uh this next week is a, is an interesting show we have a group that I'm on, out of uh, Chicago. As a matter of fact, they're the number one indie band in Chicago, and they've been on the show a couple of times. The Pond Hawks. The Pond and, Hawks. Uh, the Pond Hawks. Yes, we have. Uh, <laughs> we've joked with them because it's so easy to slip and say pond scum, but uh, <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to happen. They're they're a really neat bunch of people. We have. Uh, I love having them on the show because they do great interviews. We have a good time. The important thing is they do great music. They are. Uh, very mccartney oriented you can you can hear the mccartney sounds come through on a lot of their music but they do their own sound i mean it's not like they're a cover band for mccartney or the beatles but if you listen to their music you can hear the mccartney influence come through and they have in fact uh, worked with him uh, they did a video for him back in i don't know a while back up in boston so they they haven't in, in fact a real connection, but, uh, they're a really neat group. That's going to be on this week. And the other one that's on, I I'm, I'm really excited about because this one is going to be kind of, I, I won't say off the wall, but it is a departure from what you would normally expect to hear. The lady is a native American and I believe Ojibwe and Lakota. Her name that she goes by is Jinikwe medicine bird and she has tried and succeeded in creating a very original sound if you listen to her music you catch the influences that uh, she had growing up in detroit for one thing uh, along with uh, running into uh, several artists before they became famous and uh, how do you say the name again it's (laughs) jinikway Genique, J- Medicine J- Bird J I I N I I K W E Wow, that's her, that's her uh, tribal name. Okay, and her music, the stuff we're playing, the two tracks we're playing this week, I've got one that is kind of EDM on on the face of it. Oh yeah, but you catch you catch a a bit of a rap carry through in the lyric, and you listen to her music. She does everything from. Uh, influence of soul uh gospel and uh and of course rock she's up in the NAMIS, the native american music awards this year for uh, best rock uh, record by a female artist and uh it's really original it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea now i'll say right up front that not everybody's going to like it but it is unique i commend her on coming up with something really original and making it work
4: I love it, I love it If any new artist out there wants to submit some music to you How do they do that?
5: Uh, same thing, my easy to remember email address David at com. I would prefer If you just send me a couple of your best tracks And a short bio You don't need a whole EPK uh, Up front, I don't need pictures But you can send the picture if you like It never hurts But uh, basically I subscribe to the KISS theory. Keep it simple, stupid. Just uh, send me a couple of tracks <laughs> and a bio and your contact information, of course. That's very important.
4: That makes for a great t shirt. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. You mentioned them earlier, David. Do it one time with me. <laughs> <laughs> um bapa, oom, um, bapa, mau, mau, giddy, bapa, bow bapa, Elvira. You mentioned the Oak Ridge Boys. Every time I hear Oak Ridge Boys, that's all I can think of. What that man
5: has? Richard Sturban. He sang with. Oh, God, I can't remember the gospel group, but it was the group that backed Elvis uh, back in the day. Uh, he did the Medicine Square Garden concert, as a matter of fact, and that voice that you hear on ha is his voice. That's not a singing voice when you talk to him, when I met him first time. And Joe introduced us, and he said, hello, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, David. I I just dropped my jaw. I said, you got to be kidding me. That can't be his real voice, but it is. And uh, the guys are really neat guys. I I love them to death. Joe has been like a brother to me. And uh, Richard's cool. Dwayne, another neat one. I did an interview here, oh, I don't know, a year or so ago on the show. Uh, We'd set it up. And they didn't know the exact timing of where they were going to be or what they were going to be doing at that time. And uh, wound up, they were on their bus headed back to Nashville. And uh, Joe and Dwayne sat there and talked to us on the bus as they were cruising along. And, hey, there goes the restaurant. We could have stopped there. You know, it was was kind of a neat experience, but uh, they are. And uh, William Lee Golden is a tremendously artistically talented person, not only a singer, but he uh, he has some professional uh, art exhibitions out. You can check all of these things online if you want to follow up. Uh, the whole band the,
4: pretty much started off as a gospel band too. The Oak Ridge right. Boys. started... they just started got stuck in the at, country genre.
5: I can't remember the guy's name. It was uh, Sam Giddelhopper or something. It was an oddball name back in 1940s when they were doing when they were creating the first atomic bomb at the Oak Ridge plant. And uh, they, because they had, it was so secretive, everybody had to live in the compound. You did not go off the compound. So they would bring in everything they needed, uh, movies, food, of course, uh, entertainment, and uh, this guy and the Oak Ridge Quartet came in there and played, I don't even think it was called Oak Ridge Quartet at first, they adopted the name from being so loved at the Oak Ridge, uh, I don't know, Arsenal, whatever they called the thing. (laughs) Compound. But they were there during the the creation of the atomic bomb. And they went on to have quite a uh, gospel career, they kept it going. Finally in the mid-1950s I guess it was, uh, the record label decided that uh, it would sound a little more commercial if you called yourself the Oak Ridge Boys instead of the Oak Ridge Quartet. Might have been the 60s, but anyways, they changed to boys. And they are, I don't know, it, it's hard to believe what these guys are. They have been, to, Joe Bonsall is the youngest member of the group as far as having been with them. He's just a kid, he's only been with them 43 years. Wow. Oh, the new guy, he's the
4: new guy, yeah. He's the new,
3: guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the
5: new kid on the block. I mean, you know, for, for a group not only to be together that long, because hey, let's face it, there's some 50s groups that still have some, even have some of the original artists, but there's some 50 groups out there still cranking it out. But to have a group together that long,
4: oh, it's doing amazing that
5: well, and still selling records, this new album they've got out. I hope it gets nominated for a Grammy, I guarantee it's going to get nominated for a Dove Award. It's not solid gospel, but it goes back to the roots of rock and roll, which are actually in black gospel, as oh, anybody absolutely. who studied it knows, and they go back to some, some less than gospel tunes, but I guess you could categorize it as gospel if you had to put it in a niche. But it is a fantastic album. It's getting plaudits all over the world, and like I said, here's a 50-year-old group that's still selling like a current hit group.
4: They've been around so long; their very first opening gig was for Moses.
5: Actually, yes, I was told that. I wasn't there. I'm not that old, but I was. I came along a little later. But I was told yes, that was the uh, that was the They they had actually turned down a gig on the Ark.
4: Hilarious. Um. Another band doing it still with the, like all original members since the '60s. ZZ Top, just seeing them at the at the State Fair, watching them, Amazing. and and they're still doing it at a high level, a huge production. I mean, they've lost a couple steps along the way, oh, of course, gonna. but I mean, what a great show and still doing it after fifty freaking years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they are. And uh,
3: year ago uh, today, I seen Bob Seger, another one, one went
4: out there did a three
3: hour set and like didn't have to take a break and 52 encores it was great
5: <laughs> i know that it's uh, well we've talked i know i've talked with several of the artists i've had on the show but uh, the oaks in, in particular uh we talked about how they've managed not only to stay together but to stay friends of course yeah and family they're basically family now and also to keep kicking ass mm-hmm. because these guys you get a chance to see their show. I don't care what kind of music you like or don't like. Go see their show. They put so much heart and soul into what they do that it is impossible for you not to get a little carried away with it. They get up there. And they don't just go through the routine. They get up there every night like this is a new show.
4: I know recently they played for my buddy Jason Klug over at Del Lago Casino. Uh, I think it was maybe a year ago or so recently. but. But uh, I know they're still doing it after fifty yeah. freaking years. They're it's still not... out there doing it. And know. the
5: key, and the key, as Joe mentioned to me a long time ago, and they told me, since the key is, they love what they do. It's not an act. As Joe told me this last time, he says, uh, he says, we were talking about how long, how long they're on the road, the travel, and everything, and he says, that's what I get paid for. I do the music because I love it. I get paid for all the time I'm on the road.
4: Right on, David. Are you still active? Do you still, uh, as far as going to concerts and stuff like that? Are you, do you see many shows?
5: I, no, I wouldn't say many. I'm still active. I will go from time to time, uh, but I don't. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm not 21 and traveling the circuit anymore, so I, I don't get out and around as much as I did.
4: I'm sure there's a couple bands out there would make you leave the house for a night, right?
5: you got one right in your area, talking about uh, groups I'm high on. Yeah. You've got one right from your area, and uh, I had them on the show a couple of times. The first time, I got talking with their leader, and uh, we stumbled onto our roots because he's from upstate New York, too. And it turned out that uh, Terry Johnson lived on the Johnson Farm.
4: The swap drivers. Yes.
5: Terry <laughs> lived on the Johnson Farm, which was across the street and down the road about oh, I don't know, 10, 15 acres from where I lived. Come on. We grew up together, played baseball in the lot my mother and I cleared off <laughs> our farm so that we could build a baseball park.
4: You're blowing my mind right now. It, you
5: th- hey, what do you think it did to us? A, holy crow, I played baseball with you 60 years ago. Wow. That's <laughs> but, crazy. Um, what an awesome group they are. I, I, I mean... The the fact that they've added this bit where Terry builds these homemade instruments, and they're legitimate instruments, I mean, they're not gimmicks, they're instruments that they not only play, I know when they played with MTV there at the Stanley of Utica, uh, the guys from the band came over to them. And ask if they could play their instruments, right? Because they're so blown away by they're it. They're very.
4: So. We should explain that they they're very
5: innovative. Right. They make uh, yes. they, and
4: they've been on the show before. He's got that guitar that's made out of Harley parts. He's got the another hoe. guitar. The, the garden yeah. hoe. There's one made out of right. a shovel, the, pan, a plunger, <laughs> yeah, plunger, yep. which is called the the crapster. Right, yeah. or, 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 or Is it called the Crabster?
5: Right, or what uh, uh, and the, and the, the they so. call the uh, the Harley one, the the Hogcaster. The right? Hogcaster, Hogcaster, yeah. yeah. And of course, their drums. With cans and that's stuff. it. But
4: yet they they have some really cool good guitars and yeah. uh, the bass player makes his own basses out of different things and, and the drummer beats on like garbage cans and right. uh, he, he has a kit but there's other instruments Such percussive around and, and they're great, right. they rock the house they're mm-hmm. an amazing band, they were at the State Fair too playing the Courtside Tavern Yes, and uh, Terry's an amazing musician he has been around for many years i remember him when he was with johnson and company back in the day and he's formed this really cool unique thing he was on rachel ray yes yeah i mean yep. he's he's been all over with it so it's it, it's good to see that's awesome that you're you're on those guys right now and what a small world that right? you guys actually community
5: isn't that the truth yeah. and, you why, and you wondered why i thought about coming back and, and staying in the area i mean there's still even as old as I am, I still got people that I know back there and uh, that are still extant and with us and and You know actually moving thinking and breathing, but uh, uh, it, It's it's neat. Yeah, it was a uh, that was a mind-blower when we said wait a minute You lived on Miller Road, and I lived on Miller where and then it dawned on me I said wait a minute. Yeah down the road for me. was the Johnson farm and sure and heck it was that Johnson <laughs> That's
4: insane. Wow it's funny how you can recommunicate like that, you know. It Just is bring it back together. Talk about yeah. coming full circle, right? right?
5: Amazing the twists and turns life deals you. Yeah,
4: I highly recommend the Swamp Drivers too. They're a great oh. band doing it incredible blues rock thing, and I love what they're doing. And uh, that's the,
5: that's the neat thing that they not only have a. Fantastic gimmick. I mean, starting off as the Swamp Drivers before the innovated guitars and everything, starting off with the Swamp Drivers and that original sound they have—it's a—it's uh, kind of a blue swamp rock amalgam. And then when they stumbled onto the uh, the uh, instrumentation, I, one of the guys built one as a prank. I don't know if it's terry or who built one as a joke gift for one of the other guys in the band. He liked it so much, he played it on a couple of shows, it went over big, so they decided to delve into it a little more and start creating all these instruments. And so you've got a band that does some good stuff to begin with and does it well, and they work at their craft. Oh yeah. And then they add this gimmick of these crazy instruments that you would never believe. I mean, hey kid, what do you mean you don't have a drum? Go out and get your garbage can and some other stuff and build your own set.
4: (laughs) Yeah, right.
5: (laughs) Tremendous, I love them
4: go grab that plunger that plunger's got a unique sound to it too it when you hear it it's very like throaty th- yeah gritty yeah. It, it was like gurgly yeah <laughs> it's got a it's like a dark sound i was
3: expecting like a high pitch sound like a ding ding ding
4: you know but it was like throaty i was like holy crap not yeah. what was i was expecting it was evil i liked it it, it. it would have sounded good on some like heavy metal album like a give metal him, blues. Give, type yeah. Thing.
5: Give him time. He's selling the stuff out there. Somebody will put a band together with some <laughs> of those things.
4: <laughs> you know, the cool thing about Terry, too, is he does a podcast like every Wednesday. Well, not really a podcast. Well, he goes live on his Facebook page right, and Facebook does a live. demonstration of all the fancy guitars that he's made throughout the years, and he plays them, and he shows you know all the parts and what it's made out of and stuff like right. that. And I'm talking frying pans, and there's, he's it. probably got a toaster that he made a guitar out of. You never know. I remember when he showed
5: me the first time, uh, he showed me the uh, one of the early guitars. I don't remember which one it was, but he showed it to me, and he went on screen, and he started playing and I said, Holy shit, that's got a nice sound to it.
4: Was that the Crappercaster when you said holy shit? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I forget, you know, I spent a lot of years in AM radio and FM radio, and now that I've been away from it for a while, I forget, you know, my my PCs. You know Z, you know how PC I am, how how I always Really want to be PC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you brought
4: up AM and FM radio. When did the switch happen? From when AM wasn't really the thing anymore, and then FM became predominantly, you know, mainstream.
5: Mid '70s. Mid '70s. Uh, I know. I was uh, I was in Florida at the time. FM had been building up. Before I left New York, I was at WTRY, and we simulcasted. Try. W T R Y and uh, uh, Troy.
4: Okay, I got you.
5: Okay, and we were. Uh, was that their, we, let- their call? Their call
4: letters was... were try.
5: Yes, sometimes it can be very trying. No, it was a great place. Uh, their program director that I worked for, Bill Rock, is now one of the biggest names that you you've never heard of. Although you've heard him, he's the he's been the national voice for NBC TV. The guy that comes on in the evening and said, you know tonight on this show so-and-so is starting and uh, he's been that for uh, i don't know 10 15 years now he's worked at a couple of big stations in new york has his own production company great guy uh, really went on to make a huge success of himself but uh, we were we were combo we were am fm simulcast and i noticed at the time that fm was accepted uh, didn't have as many people listening to it as am yet but uh it was accepted, it was functional, it wasn't this off-the-wall thing like AM radio that only a few people did. And then when I got to Florida, I was working down there, I went I, I went up and I was programming a station in Gainesville, the college town, WGGG, and mm. it was an AM station. And I, again, you know, being totally PC as I am and correct, uh, I got to toying with it and I said, you know what? FM is coming on, and there was an FM station in the market, so the college kids were starting to lean over towards the FM. So I just said, we got to compete with this because WGGG had owned the market for years, and now this FM upstart was starting to cut into our share. So I, I, I spent some time and created my own format, which was an adaptation of an FM rock format where I was able to mix in the top 40 concept of, you know, the rotating top hits. So you always had the top hits coming up to hook the listeners. And at the same time I worked it. So you could, you could automatically, there would be places for album cuts, album tracks of any length. Uh I mean, we would play, we would play the whole side of an album uh, in, in, in the proper rotation so that we could, you know, Do that, experiment, be creative, go to the new concept, and not lose the old listeners. That was the challenge. So
4: you would keep switching back and forth?
5: Well, no, it was built into the format. I
4: got you. I got you.
5: We would start, for example, we would start top of the hour. Sometimes we'd cheat and go in a minute or two early when everybody else was doing the news. That was a trick I learned at TLB in Utica. But... uh,
4: (laughs) If you we can got, learn how to be shady, it's definitely going to be in Utica. So got
5: it. If you're going to learn it anywhere, you're going to learn it in Utica. But like you can come off the top of the hour pow with one of the power hits. You know, one of the current and usually newer current top dogs. We wouldn't want something that had been number one for 18 weeks. We wanted something that was a strong number one today. And then we would go into a – I don't remember the exact format, but we went to a follow-up Uh, an up-and-comer that was strong that we knew was still coming. Mm -hmm. Then we would go to a total new track. And at that point, it could be a new single, it could be a new album track, it could be a long track. Mm -hmm. We didn't track the entire albums during the daytime, but once we got into the evening and the overnights, then we worked in a full album into the rotation. So we had... We had a commercial power rotation, but we were playing the FM format as well. We were able to work in a lot of the stuff. And by doing that, we were able to keep a lot of the college kids that hadn't, you know, become totally addicted to the the, the thing at that time. If you remember in the 70s, your FM jocks were, uh, oh, that song ended. Um, we've got another song here I'm going to play in uh, in just a minute. Let me get it out of the... Yeah, we'll get it out of sleeve and put it on the turntable here. Yeah, you know, it was it was very <laughs> laid back. Uh, you you almost had to be buzzed to, to be. A, it was a, it made me nuts because I'm saying, play the damn song. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to you sit there and have it on. Huh? But uh, uh, we were able to we were able to retain a lot of the uh, college crowd. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of fun. Uh, and I even remember some of it, I did a Thursday night oldies bash at the on-campus bar there, the Ratskeller, and uh, that was that was a fiasco. I mean, what a hell of a time we had those Thursday nights, and I would get out of there uh, 3 in the morning or whatever, and I had to be on the air bright, good morning, world, at 6 o'clock in the morning.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that That, right there is what makes you a legend, my friend.
5: (laughs) Yeah, well, let me tell you, there were a lot of days that 3 o'clock in the afternoon didn't get there soon enough.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't wait to get the hell out of there, right? But then you'd do it all over again. So that was a thing, too. Like you were out doing a lot of remotes and maybe bar nights and hanging out at restaurants and stuff like that, too.
5: You know, uh, we didn't do as many remotes then, as we did in the early years, when I was when I was in upstate New York, I mean, during the summer especially, uh, we if, if we did one remote a month, it was an off month. We were doing remotes all over the place. Oh, and when I was at uh, the Schenectady station, uh, which uh, Don DeRossi had taken over and was programming, uh, we did we had, we had our own crew of uh, high school kids volunteered. Who, uh, who would come in. They would go out and help set up. They would hang around to make sure we had drinks and food and anything else we needed. Uh, they came in and answered phones at nights for our, our online contest. We had a uh, ongoing thing called Boss Band, where uh, the locals uh, would call in and vote for their favorite local bands. And at the end of the month, we took up the totals, and named the winners and a couple of uh, second and third place bands, and we had a big party there in Schenectady, and we had the bands come in and play. So we had a a staff of uh, mostly girls that uh, were from high school, and they came in and answered phones for us for uh, all night long. Usually it was, uh, I think it was 7 to 11, they came in and uh, answered phones taking the vote count. So uh, we did a lot of remotes in that day. As a matter of fact, I've still got some pictures of it. I got a, I've got a picture of one that uh, <laughs> I got a bright idea. I wanted to go see the Grand Prix. So I started putting together, this is back when, when I was starting to create sales packages, in my head at least, and I got, <laughs> this, I got this bright idea. Let's see, if I could get someone to sponsor me to do live reports from Watkins Glen, then me and one of my partners from the station could go to Watkins Glen, all expenses paid. And so I put together the package off the rate card, you know, putting it together, basically the same, only jacking it up a little bit because it's a special event. Handed it to the sales department. Damned if they didn't sell it. They sold it to a uh, an Austin Romeo dealer. At that time, I didn't even know how to pronounce Romeo. It was Romeo to me. And uh, they they sold it, and uh, uh, Rick W. Perry and I uh, got a uh, camper mobile home, which back in those days was pretty rough. Like I said, I still got a picture of it. And we drove, it was from a friend of mine, and uh, we drove it out to Watkins Glen, stayed there for the races, uh, got stuck. It had rained that weekend. We got stuck in the mud and had to get towed out. But uh, we had one heck of a time, so yeah, we were doing a lot of remotes back in those days.
4: Seems like it's a frequent thing up there in Watkins Glen. <laughs> a lot of mud in here. Right? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> especially well, as it's, of it's late.
5: Such, such beautiful country. Oh, and it's gorgeous it so there. So green for a reason. It's green because they get the water.
3: Mm. Who were some of your like uh, radio influences? You know, people that you were listening to.
5: Oh gosh, uh, go back to people you might never have heard of. Uh, I can remember the early days, of course, WTLB. That was, that was first. I started listening to uh, uh, DeRosa and before him uh, Nick Dardano and Joe Motto, who later went on to legendary status in upstate New York as Boom Boom Brannigan, and uh, that's where I started. Then we started having Dandy Dan Nevereth and some of the guys out of WMDR in Syracuse, and then I started. Then I realized <laughs> hey. I leave the radio, the AM radio on at night, and I get all these exotic places. I can get Boston, I can get Chicago, I can get Fort Wayne, Indiana, what the heck ever that is. And so I started getting in touch with uh, uh, Dick Biondi, was one crazy man. He's an upstate New Yorker. As a matter of fact, his brother, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, his brother was a weatherman at TV stations in upstate New York. Dick Biondi was a, <laughs> he was a psycho. <laughs> I, he, he would he would say stuff on the air that you couldn't believe and he didn't get away with it but hey he was like that he had his personality and he was wild and crazy and I remember uh, I remember when he, there's a legendary story about when he went to are we are we okay to uh, to get a, just a tad off color? I mean I'm not going to be obscene but
3: uh, we, oh you could go way out of line I prefer anything. it.
5: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. I, you know, it could be a, a G-rated show here, but it, the legendary story about uh, Dick Biondi is when he left Chicago for Los Angeles was the same time the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, and he was doing this show at, early in the baseball season, doing his show, and he was going through his, you know, one of his diatribes where he's rattling on about him and his girlfriend. He met this cute chick at the beach, lovely, la-la-la, nice legs, blonde hair, nice bod, whole nine yards, took her out to the ball game, had a great time with her, only she didn't understand baseball too much, so he took it upon himself to teach her, and she was catching on pretty well because he got her, he, he kissed her on the strikes, and she kissed him on the balls.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, I can't swear that's true, but it's been a legendary story that has been going around since 1960s or 69, whenever it was, the Dodgers moved. Nice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, when they moved in the 50s? No, yeah, like yeah, early. It was late 50s,
5: 59, 60 somewhere, yeah, right somewhere around there. Around there like but yeah, I, I, I got influenced by them. And then, of course, the uh, uh, the Power Crew uh, during the glory years of WABC in New York. Uh, I, I don't know, as there has been another whole staff as strong as that crew they had in the uh, in the late 60s in uh, WABC in New York. There have been jocks that may have been competitive with some of their jocks. There have been some great jocks out there, both in, in top 40 radio and other formats. But I don't know as there was ever assembled a whole crew that was u- unitedly strong as the uh, WABC uh, crew back in the uh, back in the late seventies.
4: Who was part of that crew?
5: Oh God, you're going to ask? Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, I get I get these I get these brain lockups every now and then. My God, uh, as soon as I get off here, I'll remember them all. That's
4: usually but, when you fall asleep is when you remember, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I found one neat thing, uh, you know, as your memory fades, you think of crutches but I found one thing that really works and I'm, I'm serious, this is not the, don't wait for a punchline, uh, but <laughs> one thing that really works, you get concentrating on something and it doesn't come to you, walk away from it, forget it, and then all of a sudden boom, it'll hit you in the head ten minutes later
4: <laughs> I'm sure it'll hit you in the head in ten minutes later
5: <laughs> I'll email you
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that but yeah, you've had some great influences. You've worked with some great people throughout the years, too. I have
5: been very fortunate. I worked with some really super people. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Bill Rock there at WTRY. Uh, Don DeRosa was kind of my mentor at WTLV, and then later I worked for him in Albany at WEEE, back when country wasn't cool, Gee. and that was short-lived. He moved on, and uh, I wound up a few months later working for him in Poughkeepsie, and we had an AMFM there. Uh, simulcast, and we rocked out there, and then I wound up coming back and working for him again in Schenectady at uh, the old WSNY 1240, and the what's happened to the stations in Albany is crazy. Uh, WSNY 12, but WSNY was WPTR, and it has since become WPTR again because WPTR has become something else. It, it's really crazy how they've not only changed call letters, they've swapped them back and forth. <laughs> but uh, we did uh, we did a uh, a top forty and oldies format back in the late sixties into the early seventies, back before oldies radio had really come into its own. And uh, we actually took out a big chunk of the market. We were a thousand watt uh A thousand watt day times, I think, five hundred at night. At night, we couldn't even cover the whole market, but we took out a huge piece of the audience. And I, I'll tell you, from a uh, from something that we created ourselves, this may have been some, one of my proudest accomplishments. We, I, I don't remember all the ratings. I obviously remember my own. And there was a time that I had the number two midday show in the Albany market with a station that was only a thousand Watts. And I was going up against WTRYAM and FM, WPTR, WRO, WGY and Schenectady. And uh, we got those ratings back and I looked at the book and I said, like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. <laughs> you sound
4: like an eye chart. <laughs> yeah, okay.
5: But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a great crew we had there. I had a reunion with them back when I was up there a few years ago. Nice. And uh, Bill Garcia W uh, at Q105 WRBQ in Tampa, Florida, which was my last, uh, that was my swan song in broadcast radio. And uh, it, was, uh, it was the high note to get out on. We were, for 18 months, we were the number one FM rock station in the nation. And uh, wow. that was something that we were really proud of we still are i still talk to the guys from there and uh that was another crew and i don't want to diminish what uh that crew did at uh, wrbq but I, I still stand by my overall i think the uh, abc crew in the late 60s was the strongest although we had one Equa crew obviously we had to to last that long as number one nationally but uh that was a uh That was a great influence. Bill was a a great boss. Bill was a hardcore boss. He may have been the the toughest to work for that I had in my career, but, of course, it was also the biggest deal, and, uh, I mean, he monitored at home. He had a recorder at home that was automatically keyed to the station and would automatically air check every jock on there 24-7. And he even had his, his son Mark stay up and listen to it when he went to bed, and that's how Damn. I met Mark. But uh,
4: cracking the whip, he, huh?
5: Oh yeah, and he had he had this big uh, spotlight up on the uh, up on the uh, track light over the uh, console, and one of the lights was a huge red spot, like a like a sun lamp spot, and when that light came on, you not only saw the red glow, you could feel the heat literally. And then you felt the heat mentally, because that was him calling to talk to you. And you knew uh, it might be a compliment, but more than likely it's not. And uh, we all got those phone calls, what the hell do you think you're doing? What was that you just did? But by the same token, he was uh, incredibly fair, uh, honest, and he was not tyrannical. I mean, if you call, or if he called you and got on you about something and you had a logical and truthful explanation, uh, well, I can give you a real quick example, it was one night I got on, the only night I ever had a migraine headache in my life, knock on wood, and I tried to tough it out, and I've got those headsets on, blurring away in my ears, and my head is like, I I can't explain the pain, and I finally gave it up, I, I couldn't do it, and he called and asked me, what the hell was going what the hell are you doing? What's don't you feel good? What's going on? And I told him, No, I got the worst damn headache I've ever had in my life. That was our air conditioner had cocked out, and I think that's what caused it, because those control rooms are almost airtight. And uh I told him, I said, Bill, I I I've got to get somebody to come in here and take over. I can't do this anymore. And he turned immediately, said, Dave, don't worry, I'll get somebody in there. Relax track records until he gets there. So he was uh, he was a taskmaster, but he was also a fair, and uh, he was a good guy. I but would work for him in a heartbeat.
4: The way he was listening to the radio station and having his son listen to it at night, would it be safe to say he was the original big brother? <laughs> Spying on you uh, all almost, the time. <laughs> there,
5: was, uh, there was another guy, uh, darn, that name's going to escape me too, who was a national program director. He programmed a multitude of stations cross country and uh this guy was was really worse he was like bill only he was tyrannical he would if he called you up chances are you were looking for work and uh the story goes and i was never at his house so i don't know this for a fact but the story goes he even had a monitor and phone in his bathroom (laughs) so he would track all the stations all the time and he had a direct line to each of them and uh I, i i wish i could remember his name but uh it was, he was uh, one of the one of the early national program directors, probably the first national program director and he was a hardcore.
4: Right now we're joined by David Bowers. You can check him out every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com backslash the David Bowers Awards. Yeah. Check him out. He's debuting new music every day all the time And David, you know before we get out of here, we got a few more minutes. I asked you before that I want a good pinch me moment pinch me I can't believe my career has taken me to this point right here and I'm hanging out with such and such or doing something that I can't believe I'm doing right now
5: give me well, a good pinch me moment this moment right now would be one of the Aww, things you know, you years ago nicest I, things. <laughs> I could never have I could never have believed that uh, I'd be you know on screen with people that I had worked with in the past especially with friends of mine <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know that there have been there have been several uh, that uh, when I got the job at Q105 in Tampa was another one. I mean, I applied for it because I knew there was an opening, and I was in the market. I, me? They're going to hire. They don't know me. You know, I'm not a big-name jock from the market or anything, but I got that. That was one of those. Sometimes when I'm out meeting people, meeting the uh, – uh, when I met Joe Bonsell was when I was up in, uh, up in upstate New York. And we had just started, I don't know, maybe a few months, maybe a few weeks, uh, talking online. He invited me out to the show because they were going to be playing the uh, Fulton, uh, Fulton County Fair in Fonda. And uh, that was about, uh, I don't know, about two hours from where I was. And he said, well, why don't you come out to the show? I'll get you in. Okay, hey, you know free tickets. We'll go. What the heck. So uh, my wife and I went out and uh, went down to the show and he had given me instructions how to come around and meet their road manager who would get me back to where he was. So he took me back and I'm standing outside of the bus. He goes in, Joe comes out, we shake hands, we start talking. That's the picture you'll see me post occasionally of me with Joe in a red shirt. Uh, We stood there that night and talked the first time we had ever met we stood there and talked nearly an hour before he had to go and go do the show. He called his road manager. and He says, take Dave and his wife in and get them a good seat. <laughs> so <laughs> Derek took us in, walked us in. It was the, uh, the stadium where they do the shows and the, they have the cattle drives and everything. And Oaks joked it was probably the first show they ever did in dirt. But uh, Derek took us in. People were just starting to come in, so all the seats were empty. And he says, well, there you go. Pick yourself a seat. No, let's see, I got to meet the Oak Ridge Boys I got my pictures taken with them, and I got my choice of front row seats to the show. Hey, pinch me! <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, awesome. the benefits of working in the music industry, right?
5: Well, and, and meeting good people and as I said on the top of the show, I've been really fortunate I've met a lot of good people, present company included, and uh I have been really blessed. We've had great guests. Uh, i met some wonderful people. And uh, I can't think of anyone I met that wasn't, you know, at least trying to be a good person. But I have met some wonderful people. And it really, really lays to rest the argument that celebrities are jerks.
4: Yeah. Some are, some aren't. You know, it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind
2: of 50-50. Hey, but,
3: David, uh, just real quick, uh, uh, Garrett Plunkett wanted to say, uh, tell him the Fight from Rome guy, say hello.
5: Hey, Fight from Rome! I had them on the show. Oh my god, what was that? Three, four, five years ago? It was a while back. I remember. Get in touch with me. I'd like to know what you're doing.
3: Yeah, they're doing some things. Actually, being here in uh, about an hour or two to do uh, Wrestle Fandom Radio. Garrett is well,
4: Garrett hosts a show on on Disruption Networks as well, called Wrestle Fandom Radio, where they talk about pro wrestling and stuff like that. So. Uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, have him get in touch with me tell him hello for me uh, I will. wish him well and uh, have him uh, get in touch with me and uh, if he doesn't have my email you I know you have it now yep yep
4: i'll give it to him also my mom of course says hello and oh <laughs> uh,
5: mama z <laughs> i love you <ya>. haven't <laughs> talked to you lately how's everything going for mama z
4: she's doing well she's having she had a good summer they actually they're, they're uh, out on the road right now with their rv having fun so Yeah nice.
5: i i saw some pictures here uh I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess they were out somewhere. I I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember I saw them and I said, all right, good, she's out having a good time. She's
4: having a good time, man. I'm so happy where my parents' journey has brought them to. It's amazing. It's amazing to see where they're at right now, and I love it. I absolutely (laughs) love it. Something else I love is you, my friend. It's been Uh, a great relationship throughout many, many years, and uh, I appreciate the friendship and, and the support and everything we've done together throughout the years, and I just want to say thank you.
5: You're entirely welcome. It's been my pleasure, and I want to be sure and remind you that you owe me one. You gotta come on my show
4: now. <laughs> you know I like coming on your show. He's his co-host, his name is John Bon Jovial. <laughs> yes. John Bon Jovial. <laughs> the type of guy that gives love a bad name, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh
5: John has John, John is uh, John is a great guy, but he can give anything a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's still I rocking it, it like with you, right?
4: He's still he's still kicking it with you every every Sunday, right?
5: Oh yeah, no. oh yeah. We had a we had to miss a week because he had a. Uh he had a, a passing physical problem that took him to the ER, which sort of uh, he wanted uh, messed up life. one <laughs> show. And, <laughs> and it was way too late for me to get anybody to fill in, so we uh, we had to skip a week. I think that's the first time in five or six years that that's ever happened. But uh, I did want to I did wanna toss in one quick little thing now. Yeah, you mentioned my show. I love you and appreciate you for it. I just want to remind everybody so they can find the right time. It's at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 Pacific, and if you Somewhere else in the world, 6 p.m. UTC, which is United Time or the Universal Time Clock, so you can find us. But 2 p.m. Eastern is a good place to start. Excellent, excellent.
4: Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is, it's been great. It's been great to catch up with you. And oh, uh, it was great, Dave. You're a great man, and keep up the good work and spreading all the love of music. And it's uh, it's been a great journey, huh?
5: It certainly has, and I'm glad I made that pit stop at the Utica Music and Arts Festival and <laughs> got you and Joe. Great.
4: That was a great time. That was definitely a great time. Yes, indeed. Before we get out of here, though, we got to give some love and respect out to the sponsors. Stop in the showroom at 5865 Taberg Road in Rome and see why all their customers love their Nive V-Dub. Mention Disruption Network. Receive $250 off any purchase. It's they, If you knowing the D... Cut you some, uh, cut you a good deal, if you will. Check out their inventory at nivdubofrome.com. And also, big love to our boy Eddie Alsheimer and EJA Moving Company, the professional movers. Call him today if you're looking to relocate, move your office. He has complete packing and unpacking services. He does it all. He'll move you anywhere. He'll really, pretty much re- relocate you anywhere you need to go. Chicken, do you want to go to Seattle? Eddie will move you out to Seattle. You, you want to move to Arizona with David over here? He will move <laughs> you out there. To, David, you want to come back? I got a guy for you. EJA hey. Moving Company. Yep. Hit him up online. EJmoving.com And also, got to mention too, we got Trip Fest coming up. Trip Fest 2. In honor of our friend, Vinny Captain Trip Moriel. Great music. I got a huge announcement tomorrow at 2 o'clock on the drive, 92.7. Me and Tom Moriel are going to join Genesee Joe, make this big announcement. We got a a band that hasn't played in like twenty five years. All right, I'm just that's my hint. That's ju- that's all I'm going to give you. And they're coming back for two nights. Actually, they're going to be playing two nights. And one of those nights is at Trip Fest Saturday, October thirteenth, at the Jewish Community Center, twenty three ten Oneida Street in Utica. Music that will be there that we can announce: Thunder Watt, our boys from the Crazy Fools, and also we're doing a three one five All Star tribute to the Grateful Dead, featuring members of Uncle Fester, Groove Garden, Slug, and Esther. a Whole bunch of friends coming together to honor captain trip speaking of captain trip we're going to put out all his treasures from his head shops and everything he's got going on 1993 94 92 they'll all be in the mix there's going to be t-shirts there that you haven't seen since you were in high school it's amazing what he has and and we need to get rid of it all and when we do get rid of it all and you guys purchase some of this stuff all that proceeds are going to go to laney's army to help uh, the stray animals and doggies that are in need for sure. Trip Fest is brought to you by D- the D, of course, you know, and Doughboys Barbecue, Priceless Inspections, our good friend Josh Amodio, Saranac Brewery, Dr. Scott Domenico, and Donato Appraisal Services. So come on out and hang out with us at Trip Fest. Trip Fest 2, Saturday, October Last 30th. year was a blast, man. I had a great time last year. Well, last week. year was on a Thursday. I if know, you and We still had a blast. And we still had a great time. And then this year, being a Saturday, I think it's going to rock. And having this 315 All-Star tribute for the Grateful Dead, it's going to be off the hook. Man, I'm going to see some friends I haven't seen in a while. I'm looking forward to that. So it was a reunion last year. It's going to be a reunion this year. And it'll be good to get all my friends under one roof and do it like we used to, you know, and reminisce a little bit. Party. Yeah. Reminisce. Tomorrow, Mike Peek's coming on the show. He'll be here. He's got a, an event he needs to promote, and I totally forgot, and I'm, I apologize, Mike, what your <laughs> event is all about, but you did kind of hit me up last minute, and uh, hopefully him and his wife come in, the power couple of Utica. The, the Wait till he gets on breaking his balls tomorrow about <laughs> the power couple thing. <laughs> <laughs> With these,
3: I, I love uh, watching their, uh, their videos. They, they dress all up in like, these costumes and go to all the Comic-Cons and shit like that. They really get into it.
4: Oh, no, they really get into it, man. You think they do a bunch of role-playing at the house, too, on... <laughs> I, you better we'll talk <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that with them tomorrow that's for damn sure i want to remind everybody they can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of vc radio the d line ease beats of biz wrestle fandom radio which is coming up in just a little bit all the content that we have here on the d you can listen to at disruption net like us on facebook follow us on instagram and twitter subscribe to our youtube channel we're pretty much everywhere twitch periscope we do all that stuff so On behalf of
1: Mike Chicken O'Connor, I am Anthony Donaldson, and we are out. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my NIVW. Come see us at 5865 Rome-Taburg Road in Rome or visit us online at 9vwofrome.com.
0: The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be available. A valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers our customers over the years have become not only past clients but great friends as we join hands together as the property sisters of the mohawk valley we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference you can reach us at 315-601 9630 for all of your real estate needs
2: hi this is attorney nick pasolacqua The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? members of the team at Pasolacqua Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to if you need legal help quick don't waste your time or money calling anyone else remember for legal help quick you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacqua Associates 315-500-NIC or 315-500-6425 Or visit CNYtriallaw.com today.
0: You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio.
2: Only on the D.